What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. This is Intimate Knowledge with Megan King. Shh. It's a show about sex. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Intimate Knowledge. I'm your host, Megan King. You can find me on Instagram at Megan King. You can check out my website, GaiaHavenExperience.com. But that is not why we are here. We have a lot to talk about today. And I want to jump into some headlines that I've been really thinking a lot about recently. And um, these headlines have to do with me. Can you imagine? And so the first one, okay. So I want, I really, I was a stepmom. There's everybody's in a blended family. It feels like these days. And I made an Instagram post about just a crazy mom moment. It's just another day in paradise. Just basically a comedy of errors. Everything was going wrong in the morning. Spilt my entire coffee on my lap. The kids were getting out of the car. The door didn't work. They got on the snowbank. And there was a little snowbank. They got they got snow in their, their little boots. Anyways, it was just a mess. So I make an Instagram post about this, right? I say... Um, that I'm dropping Aspen off for school. And thank goodness, my stepdaughter was there to escort her into the school. They go to the same school. Well, Jim messages me on our little app that we have to use and says, why do you have to refer to her as a stepdaughter? Why don't you just say Aspen's sister? Well, I thought about that. And I think that's a reasonable request. But you know what's not reasonable? What's not reasonable is then going to the press. He had his mouthpiece, who's this douchebag... And so 
gives this quote saying that, can someone please remind Megan that she's no longer married to Jim? And now that I don't like. So he went out of his way to go to Radar Online in order just to let the world know that I'm not his ex-wife. I don't know. And so I took a little poll on Instagram with my my subscribers, which there's about a hundred of them. So not many. Because I don't really want to give this more energy than it's worth. But I think it's worth talking about because of the blended family thing. So on in my subscribers, I said, should I have referred... Would, was I out of line? Should I have referred to, to um, my former stepdaughter as Aspen's sister? So 94% said I was not out of line and 6% said I was out of line. That was only two votes. Okay. But... I don't know. I don't know here. I can see both sides, but overall I'm thinking I don't I didn't break up with the stepdaughter. I broke up with the dad. So I'm allowed to still say that I still love her the same way. That doesn't just go away. So that was ew. That's icky. Just if you want to stay out of the media, Jim, stop going to the fucking media. Okay, another thing that I a bone I want to pick though too is I went on a vacation to Cabo and I don't take a lot of vacations. I travel constantly, but I don't take a lot of real vacations where I take time off and it really just like enjoy my space and and really shut down and unplug. And that's what I did. I have been getting and, and now I'm I'm in Austin. I'm traveling again. I'm actually going to a hearing right after we get off of this to support my friend who's going through a nasty divorce. And I understand what a nasty divorce feels like and I've never actually been to court for a divorce, so I want to go there and support her and be just kind of be that moral support that she needs, that emotional support, just know, knowing that I'm there. So that's why I'm here in Austin right now. And I did an Instagram post and I've been getting so much hate. People are saying, you know, I should be home with my kids. I shouldn't travel. And first of all, just like twist that knife a little more because that is the, that that is my weak spot. If someone's attacking my mothering, because I'm not always confident in my mothering, it's, I don't really know. I don't have a co-parent to bounce things off of. I'm. I. I don't. Don't have a good example of like a single mom that I. I was raised by. My parents are still married, forty eight years together. I'm very happy, and so I am very insecure about my skills as a mother. And so on Instagram, I've been making a couple posts, and I'm out of town, and I'm proud of it. I'm having fun. I'm doing my thing. And when I was gone from my kids. Um, they were at my house. I had a nanny with them when I was in Cabo. And they're at gyms right now. So that's a non-issue. But people were losing their mind. And they were saying, like, I should be home with my kids and stuff. Well, okay. Then I think back to when I went to Africa on a solo trip for 18 days. Okay? 18 days. No one said anything then. I mean, you know, you might have your little one-offs or whatever, but I was opening a sewing center and um, speaking to women about just trying to inspire them through my own journey and story. And nobody had anything to say about that because it's like, oh, go Meg, you're, you know, you're empowering other women and you're um, gathering life experiences that you otherwise wouldn't be able to because you're in Africa. Well, why, why is it different now? Just because, so yes, I am with a guy. But what does that make a difference? Like I'm allowed to date. I'm single. And that's what that's what single people do. And that really bothers me that like now all of a sudden, just because I'm with a guy that 
now I, I'm neglecting my children, but we had nothing to say about it when I went to Africa for 18 days in a row. But like now all of a sudden, because my kids are home with a nanny on four of my days and I have 75% custody, now that's a problem. Like I, I don't know if it's jealousy from other moms. I don't know if they legitimately think I'm being a bad mom, but like either way, it's inappropriate and hurts my feelings. I blocked these people and I deleted the comments, but it's not fair. I think we as women need to just learn to support other women. And that's a real struggle for us. And why, I don't understand why. So do better women. We, we, we will. We are. We are better and we will do better and support others, even though our lives don't always look like. So enough about the headlines, enough about the drama. You guys, Christy Carlson Romano. I've been a huge fan of hers for so many years. We have her on the show today and we talk about everything. We talk about celebrity dating, her ho days, yes, quote unquote, ho days. Christy Carlson Romano, everyone, has had ho days. And she spilled the tea with me in ways that she never has publicly. And she even says that to me. And we talk about that too. So I just knew about her from Even Stevens and Kim Possible. There is a lot more to Christy Carlson Romano, and she's she's smart as a whip. So let's let's go into that. I don't want to hold you guys back any longer. So Christy Carlson Romano, everybody. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my character, Gray Parish, from my new series, Parish. Yeah, I can drive. My character was a getaway driver. Yeah! 
I'm retired from life. You know that. His business is failing. His house is going up for sale. He is the everyman. Tell me about this driver job. We got a lot of action in this show. We have moments of real danger. And we want to feel as if anything could happen. Gray is invited to drive for this man. He's invited to make money, and he quickly realizes this is not the right thing to do. I did what you told me to. And he's in a world over his head. Now, let's go! He will try to do what's right and seek justice. Parish, all new Sundays at 9 on AMC and stream on AMC+. I'm in the house. I'm so happy. Megan and I have been crossing paths with our iHeart um, families, you know, and like, this is very cool. And finally, finally we cross paths in person. Finally. <laughs> at, yes. at the, at, the uh, at Jingle Ball in LA. Okay. So you, you and Brendan met in college. Oh, girl. Right? Okay. So we met actually, um, I was 26. Um, I was at like the craziest part of my hoe phase, I would say. Hoe phase. Okay, yeah, that's what you texted me. You're, you're, should we talk about your hoe days? <laughs> my hoe days phase. <laughs> yes, what about, what, what does that mean? What are your hoe days? I mean, look, I think, again, let's throw it back to being like, I don't know your exact age range, but mine's millennial. I'm an elder millennial. So you and millennial, I are the right? same. We're both 38. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Um, I think you look We're 10 years older than me. So. Yeah, right. You look amazing. Your skin is perfect. <laughs> okay. Thank I you. I literally thought you it said you were born in 1994. When I read your bio, I, I read 1994, not 1984. And I wasn't surprised at all. I mean, Girl. I'm not kidding. But anyway. I'm so in denial lately. Like my husband's about to turn 40 and I'm not like that much younger than him so i'm like oh shit like that at least he's older (laughs) at least he's already gonna get there before you you can get used to it with his age for a couple years yeah 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 exactly shove it onto him so let's get back to your ho days okay ho days tell me about these girl where do i start i mean okay okay, you're 26 you're at the height of your hoeing no 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 the high i mean i was ho days were like a ho era you know i think like i attribute it to being a millennial and like millennial like since Euphoria's come out, I think that the idea mm-hmm. of promiscuity has been normalized. Right. But when when we were growing up, it was like, you know, we still very much had like, you were the slut or you were the Madonna. It was the oh, Madonna yeah. horror, Madonna mm-hmm. horror complex of, are you a virgin? Oh, she slept with half the football team. Right. Now it would be like, yes, you know, like it would be like a whole different. <laughs> yeah. No. And before we were counting, like if how many people you slept with and if it was more than one hand, you're a hoe. But now it's like, no, that's just what we do. Yeah, that's like the, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and so I guess what happened to me was I was very sheltered. I was a theater kid, um, you know, so I was aware of my sexuality at a very young age. Yeah, you were in the industry since what? You were six? Yeah, six and a half. Yeah, so you're, yeah, you're, so you grew up. I saw people naked all the time in backstage shows. And like, you know, I knew gay, what gay was, what straight was. I didn't really, I didn't really make a thing of it which it was just, it was just my life. You know, you grow up and you see all those things. And so sexuality to me wasn't so black and white. And then I think what happened was, is even though I was going to, I went to a normal high school for a year and then I got called out to Hollywood to work with Disney. Mm -hmm. And by the time I went to college at 18 and it was an Ivy league school where people are very gossipy and very competitive. Right. Um, you know, you think, Oh, it's a really great school. Yeah, they really are. Mm -hmm. And I went to a woman's college, which you would think would be like, yes, like do your thing. Like, you know, be part of your sexuality, but they also were pretty buttoned up. 
um, mm-hmm. at that school. So what I found myself doing was dating a lot of people in different boroughs of Manhattan because I went to Columbia. And so I I had I I used to I used to have this like funny little saying of like I had a hoe in every borough. Uh-huh. Um, because when you're in a city and you're in your early twenties, is, is that true? Mm-hmm. Different hoes in different area codes, except bros and in in boroughs. <laughs> yes, yeah. bros in different boroughs. I love uh-huh. that. I called them hoes, though. I was not Ho- you know, gender specific <laughs> at the time. Bro yeah. hoes for shows. Uh-huh. For shows. Um, <laughs> I had a blast. You know, I, I I stopped keeping track of you know experiences or people I dated. I I tried to journal about them so that maybe wow. someday. Sounds yeah. Great. Well, not about. Not about the experience, but like stats. <laughs> oh, no way. Oh, my God. It was like you're competitive against yourself. I love it. Look at this sexual revolution. Amen, I was, I had sister. Like, <laughs> I had like a bird book, you know, um, and I'd give them little Gosh. pet names. I envy that. Look, the thing is, I'm I think at I could... that point now. <laughs> <laughs> After like kids and stuff. I love yes, that. I didn't yeah. do that back when, mm-hmm. you know, I was getting married three times and having failed marriages and like committing myself to being this great Irish Catholic girl who grew up in the middle of America and I do what I'm supposed to do kind of thing. Now I'm living my life. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. You need to hear that more. Well, I appreciate that. But but you, I mean, it sounds, that's why I envy you because you did it the right way. If there is a right way. You I know what I don't, I promise you, Megan, I really don't think there's a right way to do this. I just think it's great that you're doing it now. Um, yeah. I mm-hmm. think it's a really, you know, and I sometimes think I have two girls and even on coming on the podcast, I have to give myself, like, I had to give myself pause and be like, well, how much do I share? Because it's all digital. So my girls will right. listen to this someday. And so you do start to think about, um, you know, the legacy of you're, you know, you are a woman. And like, we didn't see our parents as sexual creatures. No. It was like the grossest thing imaginable. Ever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't no- think I want my girls to think that way. I don't want, I certainly don't want my children to think that way. And I'm very open about my sexuality and uh, all of, you know, experiences and how I feel about sexuality. And honestly, I don't think my kids are going to watch because I don't think they're going to care. I think they're going to know everything anyways. Like they yeah. might just watch for nostalgic purposes, but not for informational purposes, I think. Oh, I love that. That's really know, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to be like, that's my mom. Look at her. Look at her go do her thing and being herself and living authentically in a time where it's just coming up. And that's... So that's what I think the you know what I want to leave my kids with, and it's like they're not going to care like what kind of sexy things I did. They'll probably be like, I know there's mom talking about sex again. That's what she did. I think that like while I was doing it, I ended up having a really bad relationship to sex because it was something that I was so careless with. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so I think over time, what ended up happening is I really started numbing myself with, um, you know, uh with sex and uh, people Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um, trying to feel like I had a therapist once tell me, and this really stuck with me was that the easiest way to get a hug is to like have sex with somebody. (laughs) Oh, and so I was like that little lost girl for a little while. But I think also too, when you do it early, Megan, Mm -hmm. the problem is, is that you fetishize it. And so I was like a naughty little schoolgirl. You know, I had that like fantasy going where I was like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this or I shouldn't be. Yeah. Everybody's a sexy baby in (laughs) T-swirl words. Is that what it is? (laughs) Yeah. That's what the fuck that meant. Like sometimes I feel like everybody's a sexy baby. I literally Googled it because I'm like, 
this song speaks to me, but what is that? What and is it? It's like, I think, okay, I don't know for sure, but what I think it is, is um, grown women acting like dumbing themselves down or, um, or looking like a little girl with like, let's say pigtails or like with uh -oh. a high pitched voice or something to uh -huh. like baby themselves, like babyish yeah, is... themselves to be like more attractive to men. Oh, that's so fucking problematic. And that it's so makes fucked up. It's so yeah. many, so many different ways. But think about it. Like there's a lot of sexy babies out there. You know, what's Ugh. really interesting is that once we had daughters, my husband was like, yeah, I don't, we, I can't look at women's bodies the same way. Like I have so much more respect, like grow your hair, be yourself. Like don't, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I Good. think we need more strong men, like male feminists like that. I guess I guess it kind of is. I he mean, all it is is equal rights. Yeah. I know. <laughs> all I'm right, so scary about Listen that, up. fuckers. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so back to the back to college. So you had already been a child star. You're 18 years old. You've been on TV. You're a famous person. What's it like dating and being known? Uh, depends. I think you know. Now you're back. not a child anymore. But in my head, right. you're Ren Stevens, and you're a child. Well, the fucked up thing is when you turn 18 in Hollywood, it's a fucking free for all. Um, mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people, especially Disney stars, have like these countdowns to when they're legal. And I think it's absolutely revolting. I think that should be like. What do you mean? What do they do with the free for all? So like, so Mary, Mary Kate Olsen and like, I know it was like Britney Spears. It was Hillary Duff. Like they all had these like weird like websites, they were counting down to this person's legal. Oh, it's like, as if you have a fucking shot in hell, like what's the point? There's no sex mm. tape. There's no, okay. you so know, just there a was bunch that of creeps. whole, so creepy, so creepy. Mm -hmm. But my mom had to actually sit me down and she was like, listen, Christy, you're about to turn 18. And what you're going to see is a lot of these guys that you think are friendly to you or like big brother types are going to start to like hit on you. And they're going to be, and I, and she really had to sit me down and you didn't, it fucking happened. It happened Seriously? like that, just like it switched. It did. It switched. Wow. How did that make you feel? I was fine with it because, again, I think even at a young age, I was aware of sexuality. So I wasn't mm -hmm. like it was like, yeah, that makes sense. That feels good. Or like this this person. Uh, I don't think I was ever truly disappointed by anybody's, uh, you know, shot that they were taking at anything. And it wasn't well, it wasn't good. really. Yeah. And it really wasn't that often because when I was sort of exclusively a Disney girl before I moved to New York and really entered, you know, my Christy from the block phase, if you want to call it that. Right. Okay. <laughs> There's several different names that you could be, you could work under. Yes. <laughs> I was still in the Disney, the Disney bubble there in California. So mm. I don't know. I just, I, I, God, you know, sometimes I think to myself, if I hadn't gone to college, what would have happened to me? Would I have been the person to like date folks and understand you know, that language, you know? Well, when I, so I sort of, I have a sort of kind of parallel experience. So I took a semester off college. I mm -hmm. went straight to college. I went to Ole Miss and I took a semester off because I had an opportunity to model in Milan and I mm -hmm. wanted to, you know, see what I could do. I'm 20 years old. I feel very Smart. much like a, like a little girl, right? Yeah. A young woman. I felt like a young woman. And so I go to Milan and um, by myself and, you know, I'm going to these castings and it's, it's a hard work. It's a lot of physical work, actually. And mm -hmm. I was hit on by every gross man in the industry. They would have fake castings for me and I could see right through it that like there's no job here. They're, they just want to ask me on a date or this is a date. Now, 
This is Milan, Italy in 2009, I believe. So, I mean, I had a male roommate. He was like, he owned the model's apartment and he would yell at me if I didn't do his dishes. And I was like, oh. go suck it. <laughs> Fuck you. And I hate it. I, 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 so that experience for me was the opposite. I thought of myself as a piece of meat because that's how they saw me. And yeah. I hated the attention that I got from men. So I ended yep. up quitting modeling and going back to college and graduating mm-hmm. early and like putting, you know, my my money where my mouth is and actually using my brain to go on reality TV. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that being said, I mean, that is actually, it is actually very smart to create a brand for yourself a, that you it can works. like, it works. Yes. It's yeah. very hard, very physical as well. You know, that's why I never dated Italian men because I, oh my God, I'm from, you are Italian. I have a dad and a brother and they did the same shit growing up. And it was like very macho. Yeah. Um, I almost, I almost got married to a Dominican guy and he was very similar to that machisto like kind of thing. And and that did not work for me. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring? But don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store, clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my character, Gray Parrish, from my new series, Parrish. Yeah, I can drive. My character was a getaway driver. Yeah! I'm retired from life, you know that. His business is failing, his house is going up for sale. He is the everyman. Tell me about this driver job. We got a lot of action in this show. We have moments of real danger, and we want to feel as if anything could happen. Gray is invited to drive for this man. He's invited to make money, and he quickly realizes this is not the right thing to do. I did what you told me to. 
and he's in a world over his head. Now, let's go! He will try to do what's right and seek justice. Parish, all new Sundays at 9 on AMC and stream on AMC+. Okay, so so you're in college, you're going, you're going wild, you're doing your thing. When yeah. does Brendan come in the picture? Oh my God, so late, so late in the picture. I almost completely gave up on myself. Um, and so I actually had two engagements go very, very badly. Um, they were back in California. So the first one was a guy that I met who was like a trust fund baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, uh, wow, I mean, he was had a Porsche, but it turned mm-hmm. out that like his dad had really given him the money. And like, he was a very much just selling me a bag of goods with who he, he wanted us to be famous, not me. You know what I mean? Like he, Wait, just, he, he was in the industry. No, he doesn't. Oh. He was not like, he was literally oh. just out there in LA trying to find a way to be someone famous. This guy would literally have magazines of like, us weekly and like all of the rag bags. And that was like a huge red flag for me from the jump. Yeah. It sounds um, like he was using you. I think, I think he didn't end up getting what he wanted. Um, that's for sure. Uh, because Which is you, right. Which is marriage to you. I don't know if it was marriage or if it was, I wasn't famous enough for him. Um, you oh, know, I didn't God. go from Disney to like, you know, I didn't go from like Disney to like, films and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, when I met him, I remember he was like, you know, I I was about to be Penelope Cruz's like uh red carpet date this evening. And I, and I chose to be here instead. And I was like, oh, it's like oh, a gift to you for yeah. loving you. Like, I know, isn't that expected, honey? Oh man. So yeah, that ended, rough. that ended really badly. Actually, in fact, did, did he, did, so he didn't go with Penelope Cruz then he stayed with no. you. No, but you, I you? I did find some really troubling stuff from his past mm. in the form of a tape. And it was it ended up being when he was like like moved in with me. And Sex it was tape? like, yeah, it was like with some like Playboy model thing. And like for me, I had literally felt like I'd yes, I had dated prior to that, but I felt like this was my first serious relationship, really truly. And so he always had this like thought of wholesomeness and that like, I was this like wholesome oh girl. I was this wholesome girl. It yes. was the Madonna horror thing. And you were his he, fantasy. Yeah. I was his fantasy and also his way out. Right. So he had a protected, he was like a vested interest in my success, which was toxic. And so, you know, he was kind of living off my money. I rented him a Ferrari for his birthday. <gasps> Stop it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so LA of you. It was really, it was, well, he was so LA. So I was like, cool girl, like from that movie, you know, like I'll be cool girl. I'll be like, whatever Mm -hmm. it is you want me to be. And I was super desperate. Mm -hmm. He actually asked me to stop talking to my family, which I chose to do because he didn't like the way they were like in my life. They felt it's, it's a bigger picture thing too, where like they weren't really helpful with certain things about my career, but it wasn't his business to do that. And he could have done it in a more loving and patient way. Had he actually had like, true had he actually not been a narcissist (laughs) yeah (laughs) maybe that would have helped that's a good start and so i started spending so much money trying to be like this version of the woman that i thought he wanted me to be then he goes and is like you can't kiss guys on set you can't ever have a (gasps) kiss on set i was like well what am i supposed to do i'm like 18 19 years old 
I'm the star of this MGM movie at the time. It's like the cutting edge two. And I was like, dude, I have to do the kiss at the end. And he was like, you absolutely can't do it. And then I I did it. I came home, I kissed him and he goes, how dare you kiss me without washing your face? And like all these crazy things. And it was like, I would, oh, I would stay in creepy. my, it was so, it was such a bad time. Um, yeah, it was a bad time. So well, I'm, I'm really glad, glad you got out of that. <laughs> so glad no for real because that can if you're desperate like you said you were you can easily get sucked into that image that he was you know painting and oh don't kiss anybody but i'm gonna help propel your career or whatever he's gonna say he literally i really think he really hurt my career like quite a lot because it was at the time yeah because it was at the time that i had just i was 18 i just did beauty and the beast on broadway i left and went out to la and it was like i literally let this guy I went from one codependent relationship with like my mom being my manager to another codependent relationship. And it's like, I wanted him to be my mom, my dad, my everything. Cause he said he would be, mm-hmm. but I needed to find myself, you know? Yeah, and so, yeah. yeah. For, I mean, that's so hard to do. You're yeah. lucky that you did. Yeah. A hundred percent. And now you're, you're so, so you have Brendan and no, 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 no. Got, there's a second engagement. You oh, asked right. for the there's a, number two. There's number two. Yes. Megan, I hope you feel so shiny and new after this conversation because well, you're, you're collecting rings. Oh, man. I, I, I collected rings too. I just went through the, with the marriages as well. No, no, girl. I gave them back. I, I was such an idiot. I should have probably kept them, but I felt like the least I could do to like get rid of them. It was, I just, I'm not a, it wasn't about the money. It wasn't about the asset. It was just yeah. like, get out like of my the life. energy. Same. I, I feel that. Yeah, if I sold mine, that's the difference. Yeah, I should have fucking done that. I yeah. really should have done that. So, okay. So basically, I went to acting class a couple months after all the shit went down with the first one, really. And then I met this like completely opposite guy. He was like this, like, you know, he was sort of like a sexy, he's a sexy Jewish guy. Um, he was like, you know, had like stubble looks. I mean, all these guys, when I look at it, they look a lot like the coloring of like my husband. So I have a type for Mm -hmm. sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But they're all very different people from very different places. And so, so he, he had this sort of swag to him that I feel like my husband is now a complete and perfect mix of all the things that I was attracted to. And like both of those guys, Mm -hmm. like my Mm -hmm. husband's polished, but then he's also rugged. And Mm -hmm. so... I don't feel like I've ever missed out or settled when I when I see the person I ended up with. But damn, did I have some bullets to dodge? Um, <laughs> Thank God and you that did. Guy, honestly, that guy really did put me through a lot of crazy shit because he number was. Two? Yeah, yeah. So number two engagement, he was again in acting class. He was a very talented like director guy or whatever. He started like directing things down in Louisiana, which were all these like sci-fi movies, and. It was like I lost him to the scene of that world. And of course, we had a lot of a lot of issues and whatnot, but it it ended up being a really bad breakup. Like he ended up starting a whole new relationship without really ending ours. Mm-hmm. And then like legal shit happened and he threatened to like ex- like it was nuts. Like I'm I'm saving up for the memoir for all the specifics. But wow. both of these relationships ended like very, I feel like. Had people actually been like the paparazzi actually been coming for me, they would have been very easily able to see all this. Like they could have taken it and ran with it if they wanted to. Let's just put it that way. The thing about about these relationships that you've described and how I mean, clearly they're toxic and and yeah. um, not you know something that you're 
glad to be free from. But these kind of relationships, in my opinion, have passionate, awesome sex. With the roller coaster of the relationship, I feel like a lot of it's all or nothing, but it's all intense when it's on. And yeah. so, so is that... Is that yeah. true? Yeah. For you? Yeah. No, no, no. The, that exact, that exact thing happened with each of those. And so when I got out of these relationships was the detox, but I was so hooked to that feeling of what I thought was quote unquote passion that right. I think that's why I could continue to justify, you know, trying to find it in, you know, different people and stuff. And it's like, meanwhile, mm. you start you And it was really true because I, I had people warn me like, Christy, you do want to like try to preserve yourself and try to think like clearly about who you're, you know, being intimate with, because, you know, in time you'll see that you're giving a piece of yourself to everybody. And yep. so mm -hmm. I didn't realize that until I really stopped feeling, you know, I stopped feeling not like for the person, although that was part of it, but I started feeling numb. Like I couldn't enjoy it anymore. Interesting. Really? Yeah. It was really bad. So what do you, where do you go from there? Oh my God. I mean, I think it was a mixture of like drinking and then also the the randomness of the stuff. So mm -hmm. where do I go from there? Well, I feel like I kind of hit a bottom. You know, I feel like I was in New York. I went back to school at 26. Um, I, I wanted to leave Hollywood behind me. Um, you know, my heart was still very much broken from, you know, that second engagement that went horribly bad. And so I was humbled. You know, I was very much in a low place. And I... When I tell you, like, I saw my husband and I still can smell the room and feel the moment slow down in time. And I know exactly what he was wearing Whoa. and where he was sitting, like all that stuff, because um, I really thought he was out of my league. It was the first time wow. I looked at a guy and was like, there's no way he'll think I'm enough. Wow. <laughs> and here you are nine years later. And and I've seen you guys in person. You guys are beautiful together. And the way you speak so about sweet. him is with so much honor and respect and love. It's it's really a beautiful thing to behold. So like I mean, how <laughs> do you, you keep it together after nine years? And you work Girl, together to boot. Twelve, twelve years actually. Twelve, 12. years together, nine years and married. Nine years married, yeah. Ha happy um, anniversary, by the way. Thank Just you celebrated. So much. New Do Year's Eve. How yeah. do we so how do we do what exactly? How do you keep, how do you keep, keep I mean, your lives yeah. are so intertwined in so many ways. You have children, yeah. you have marriage, you have, you work together, your business partners. So how do you yeah. do all of that and then still keep not only a good, healthy relationship with your husband, marital relationship, husband and wife roles, but then the sex, how do you keep that after, you know, yeah. you're exhausted at the end of the day and everything else. Yeah. Give me tips. What do, oh my like, God, I love how do you, to. How do you keep it alive? Yeah. Nobody <laughs> ever asks me these questions. They just want me to talk about like all my shows and stuff. Yeah, so no, this, this is, is so sex. fun. I love that. Okay. Um, we have great sex. <laughs> you do still yes. to this day after 12 we, years? How often do you guys have sex? Um, we, we've gotten better since the kids have gotten a little bit older. So it's like, mm. you know, nothing sexy about literally having a child wake up like three times a night. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, and I've never been one to plan, you know, uh, sex and, um, I'm never one to be like, let's just do it in the middle of this place or let's just do it right. standing up. It's like, I'm a very like, and as, as is he, he's like, let's, you know, go to bed. You know what I mean? Like, let's go to right. bed and let's have fun. And it's like that vibe of like, Let's find each other. Let's connect with each other. Um, and 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 we've also been really great about defining the types of uh, 
sex that we have. It's types like types of sex. What do you mean? Like we'll we'll actually we'll actually do like um we'll actually talk about it after we'll be like, that was really great. Like that was really athletic. Like that was really great. That was really uh, intimate. We'll like do like <laughs> post reports on it. We'll be like, that was really awesome. Like we cheer each other on. We're like, you did yeah. great. That was awesome. Oh, like, that's so do you think that's helpful? <laughs> Categorize your sex and then give feedback. I, I think so. Like, I think it's great. I think you could, if you can find a partner to hype you, yourself up, especially once you have the kids, right? Because then it's like you feel really insecure at at certain times, um, and yeah. so you kind of need that that mirror. If you really truly are kind of like a mirror of each other, um, you want that mirror to reflect a, a kind a kind uh, reflection. So there's that. Do you okay? Yeah. So, but. How do you how do you keep it alive though? I mean, has it has there ever been a problem? I mean, obviously with the kids, but a problem yeah. with keeping up with your sex life outside of the children. That's so the a other phase thing of life. is is yeah yeah yeah. Well, so the other thing is is like we so he was not sleeping in my bed for like three years. Why not? Um, because he doesn't. He has um, some stomach issues from like military times, and he has stomach issues where if he doesn't sleep he can't work. And so he's my so business partner. I need him to yeah. sleep, make deals, so close stuff. deals. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, get the sleep you need so we can make the money we need. Yeah. And so for a long time, I was like, okay, like I'm going to be a good mom and I'm going to, you know, do the nights and all that. But you know, I, I tried to understand what that meant transactionally. Cause I do think if you can understand that part of your marriage is transactional, it's mm. just a matter of what are you getting? What are they getting? And we're also how much of that pie chart then isn't transactional and is just like loving each other too. Yeah. But it is, I mean, there is some transactional <laughs> stuff. You like, come at this with such an evolved approach, I feel like, because you're mentioning, you're you're putting to words all of the things that people are already doing. But because you're able to verbalize them, I think it helps it helps me at least even just listening to you to say, oh, yes, this does make sense if it's part of a pie chart. Like you do have to carve out that love and that spontaneity. Yes. Yes. How that looks for everybody, I think, is how you continue to, quote unquote, date your partner is is hard. But like you have to figure it out. And date your partner. I'm going to write that down. Date your partner. Mm -hmm. And also we have date nights, which is, of course, everybody knows that's you got to do that. I, I like to, I don't keep score of, uh, of things. And maybe that's always been a part of how I've shown my love for people. I think we realize now about the love languages that mine are acts of service. Mm, that's an unusual, like, I feel like I don't hear that one very often. I like, yeah. oh, no, wait, sorry. Acts of service. Yes, I do. I was thinking gifts. I hear that. I don't hear that one very often. Acts of service. I do. Well, I'll tell you what, I was really pissed at him on, on, on Christmas morning, um, I guess it was just because, like, it's a fucking stressful time. It's so you know? overrated. Yes, it's really overrated. And mm -hmm. and you were sick. You were sick on the holidays, weren't you? Like, yeah, I got better by Christmas, but then like my okay. kids weren't with me on Christmas morning, so I made it up for the next day. Pretended like Christmas Day, you know, night was Christmas yeah. Eve. You know, mm -hmm. I just made it my own thing. But it's also stressful anyway. So it's triggering. It's stressful. There's elements that you cannot control. Like mm -hmm. you're trying, but yet at the same time you're trying to control everything. Yeah, um, and get the so, pictures and all the things. Yeah, yeah, and if they don't want to help you, you get really pissed. Yeah. So I got really pissed, oh, yeah. and then yeah. Christmas morning he took. This is actually a really great reason why we work so well. Mm -hmm. So m m he took me to the garage Christmas morning. Okay, literally the kids are unwrapping gifts. He took okay. me in the morning. He's like, "You've got a fucking attitude." He's like, "What the well, fuck's the problem?" 
He's like, we're talking about this right now. And I'm not going back in that room. He he had his family over, but he was like, I'm not going back in that room until we 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 hash this out right now. And he's a real man. Like that's how a real man right. can like handle his shit. No matter what time. He's yes, like not yes, fearful yes, of yes. it. He's like, we're doing this, we're taking care of it. And 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 what I what I I think growing up in a very macho, you know, Italian American, whatever home you wouldn't see the love come after the discipline. You would just have the discipline. Mm. But what I really love about him, what he's learned to even more so after becoming a father through some of my guidance was that if I honor by honor him by listening to him or even sharing what I'm feeling and opening myself to be vulnerable, he will reward me with a hug and tell me, okay, here's where I will be better. Here's where we can make this work. So like, we actually can like not waste time in our in our arguments. We can like get through it. I always hear this. It's always back to communication, everything like sex and in the bed. And here you talking about your relationship with your husband and your partnership with him and your business relationship. And it's just communication. Uh, I love I love that he he cornered you in the garage on Christmas Day and forced you to chat. <laughs> I was really pissed. I was really pissed. And then he broke me down and I started to cry a little bit. And he was like, "See, he's like, I need to do this with you sometimes." Because I need you to get vulnerable for me because you just got, you're so hard. That's actually a perfect segue because you just said you need to get vulnerable and you have a podcast, Vulnerable. Aw, I do. Thank you. Yeah. I actually have two podcasts, which yes. one is the I Heart one, which is a really fun, loving one. I about Hear Voices. Animation. And it's, you know, if any of you are like millennials and you love Will Friedle from Boy Meets World because he's just so dreamy. Um, he's my co-host and we talk to basically if it's a very family friendly podcast. So if you have like families and your kids really want, oh, I, I like the voice of, you know, this character on Disney or this character. We actually had the voice of Megan, the new like crazy doll movie. Yes, I saw that. That's really cool. <laughs> I love it, It's cool to see. I love going to your Instagram page uh, for I Hear Voices to hear your podcast because uh-huh. um because it's it's so interesting to put the the person with the voice and to hear Absolutely. these voices talk like normal people because they are yes. normal people they're not just you know stuck in the in the TV screen as an animation you know no they're so skilled it's, and and it's it is it's really cool to see that and then the other one I do of course has made a lot of headlines and it's vulnerable and it's so like you said it's it's me just having chats with people about their mental health journeys and like I want you to come on can you please come on I would love to yes okay. please awesome. thank you awesome. I love you, Megan. I love you, Christy. Thank you so much for coming (laughs) on. I appreciate you. Yes, absolutely. Subscribe to Intimate Knowledge on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.